If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Magnificent Football Monday edition of the show rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Great to be on with our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. Uh, Power Hour, final hour, one hour from now, featuring all our bets for tonight. NHL, NBA, college hoops, and Monday Night Football with the Vikings and the Bears. Side total and props for that game. Uh, Rick Camp, our good friend, you better you bet family member from BetSperts and 4 for 4. Rick Camp will join us in 40 minutes talking all things betting on the National Basketball Association. But for now, we continue our handicap of week 13. Time flies when you're having fun in the National Football League. Kenny, please bring the music up. And uh, Ken, we went to break talking about the Falcons-Jets game. And I like Atlanta, you like Atlanta. Is there anything left to add here on this game? Also a really low total, as you might expect, with Tim Boyle starting. The total's 34. I kind of... Kind of like the under a little bit. Or, may, or maybe the Jets' defense just gives up, and Atlanta scores a lot of points in this game. I, my preferred bet would just be Atlanta to win the game against Gang Green. Yeah, I think it, this feels to me more, just based on how Atlanta's played so far this year, this feels more like an attrition kind of a win than, for example, like what Miami was able to do. And I know, like, the... <laughs> the hell Mary or whatever we're calling it with the Tim Boyle pass on black Friday, that crazy hundred yard play like that helped expand the margin. And you know, like the, the dolphins didn't just blast them from minute one, but yeah, this strikes me more as like, this might be a one possession game in the fourth quarter. Like some of the time, like maybe the jets defense is more engaged. Uh, and it's Desmond Ritter in the Atlanta offense. I think the total is just appropriately very low. I'll also just add norm. Again, I, I did this on Sunday with the te- uh, teasers and talking about when I like to tease games and when I don't. And I know this differs from sort of like a conventional wisdom. I don't like to tease teams that have a lot of quarterback volatility and uncertainty because we haven't seen those players a lot. And I think we do a bad job, all of us, of like evaluating what they're going to be. And maybe Tim Boyles, we, maybe we have enough games where we can actually just say, no, I know what he is the worst and so maybe teasing the Jets. my point is maybe teasing the jets is okay in this game it's a very low total i normally i'd love to tease the two and a half to eight at home two and a half to eight and a half 34 the total sounds awesome i don't know what a rock bottom rating for tim boyle is like like it's, how can it get worse sure sure it can um so I would actually avoid using them as a teaser, even despite the low total. To, to be fair, like DTR gets knocked out of the game. The Broncos win. The Browns don't cover those teaser legs yesterday. Now, I, I don't know if that's because I was right. Just they didn't cover those. And we talked about that. So I it's going to look appealing, especially if it stays two and a half. And I would just I would want nothing to do with it. Look, the Jets can win. Boyle can win a start just like anybody can win a start. But just again, like the expectation when you click the button on the Jets is you need Tim Boyle to win. That's an unrealistic expectation, if I'm being honest. Like, that's not realistic. And they're also not playing like, you know, the Clayton Toon Cardinals or something. Like, they're playing like an average team. And an average team, I think, should beat Tim Boyle a lot of the time. What happens? Because it's realistic here. We talked about it last week and it didn't happen last week. Right, Simeon. Simeon. I mean, are you betting Boyle unders in this game too? Like we talked about doing it last week, he was he was organically terrible. Did he go over his passing yards? Somebody what he laid one eighty. Somebody that went he over, did. went he over did. barely, right? Went over by like he twenty went, yards. He went or over by like fifteen yards. yards. Yeah. But I I got asked yeah. about this on my on my WFAN spot. They were like, "Well, would you right. bet Tim Boyle on like on, like like under passing yards?" I said, "No, because they're down by right. twenty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're gonna Miami's yeah. gonna run the prevent and he's gonna rack up like eighty passing yards in this. the fourth quarter. Not only they're gonna be down a lot in this game, 
And we know what Atlanta does, like run the ball mercilessly if they're going to be up like even seven, 10 points in a game. I don't know if he gets that kind of opportunity. The Miami game was like a fake game for an hour. This is not going to be like, like I, I like Atlanta a lot in the game. I think they're likely to win, but it's not going to be like that. Atlanta doesn't play games like that. They love to play close games. Their quarterback's not good enough to blow a team out. So it's going to be, have to be pieced together here a little bit against a good defense. I just think like Atlanta by, you know, a small margin is just a very, very likely outcome. And even if I don't like Desmond Ritter very much, like I, I just, again, I just like NFL history. Like I, would you, would you bet Tim Boyle to lose a start if I offered you minus 145? Like almost regardless of opponent, honestly. Uh, and that's not a point spread conversation, but like that's what this market creates. It creates that type of bet. So no, nothing likely to change here in between now and Sunday, barring injury. Right. We already know Tim Boyle starting. Like Sal already said it. We know that Desmond Ritter obviously will yep. start again for Atlanta. For the people out there watching and listening live or in podcast form afterwards, if they like Atlanta, is it your advice, Ken, to bet this sooner rather than later? Well, to be fair, it's already gone to three in a lot of places. Now, I will say that sometimes we have games that are two and a half. They go to three and they just sit there and there isn't like a lot of resistance where people want to take that key number of plus three on there. Like, the game just stays three. Happens sometimes. Uh, this isn't really like that as much as there's been like a push on Atlanta. This opened two and a half basically everywhere. As much as there's been a push on them to get to three in some places, there's also been some resistance. And I think the resistance happens because people like think about conceptualize this game, right? It's a game with a total of 34. It's a team that with their de Jets, with their really good defense, they can play close games against teams sometimes. Like I get it and why the three would be appealing in like a low total game as like a concept. Just for me, it's like just not with this quarterback. Like just there are some quarterbacks and it's we're seeing it this year more than most years. What did Schefter tweet? We had like fi our 50th different starting quarterback this yep. year or something like that yesterday. And I, I feel like we're seeing it a little more this year. Just the attrition of the long season. We have the extra game now. We've had it for multiple years. Just like you're going to get more bottom of the barrel type single game performances sometimes. And we're, we're seeing that this year. Like there, it's almost like the market is like unprepared for how low the bottom is on some of these. That's what it strikes strikes me as. And I'm not saying like I'm out there betting into it all the time. I think we're all like learning it together. I think the market's kind of learning it. Like, wait a minute, there are some teams that are. It's actually so much worse than we even think. And the point spreads exist in ranges that you would have never thought possible because of the depth of how bad some of the quarterback play is. Um, my guess would be that this closes like a little closer to three than two and a half. I don't think we'll have injury information in the game, but I don't think this is like Atlanta's just going to get bet up and up. I think these prices are going to be what we're talking about all week. I do think like, again, not if you didn't know the teams and the quarterbacks, maybe even if you knew the records, but I told you total 34 and you can get the home team plus three. Okay. Like, yeah, maybe if it's two and a half and it goes to three, would you bet it? Like, yeah, maybe low, low total game, defensive struggle. Okay, I'll take points. I think there are people that are thinking that way, and that's okay. Like, it's okay to bet the opposite side of this. I just happen to be on Atlanta. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, you better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Monday, handicapping week 13 in the NFL. Ken, let's go to the Steelers-Cardinals game, where Pittsburgh hashtag blamed Canada last week, and uh, proven correct, at least through one game. Uh, I saw, I think it was our buddy Ben Solak from The Ringer tweeted this. I could be wrong that the Steelers in the last game prior to hiring Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator had 400 total yards of offense, more than 400 total yards of offense. Then in every game that Matt Canada coordinated had less it was than 58. 400. It was 58 <laughs> games. Amazing. Where they have never had 400 yards of total offense under Matt Canada. 
And then, yesterday, in the first game without Matt Canada, after he was fired last week, Mike Sullivan, taken over as the play caller, had more than 400 yards of total offense. The Kenny Pick, Kenny Pick, it, like a like passing chart, is really funny compared from Canada yesterday. Where it, Wow, they threw the ball. Wow. In 2023 in the NFL, you should probably throw the ball down the field. What a novel concept. And uh, Pickett looked pretty good. And the Steelers, the Steelers beat the Bengals by six. They covered the spread. Honestly, should have won by a lot more. Uh, I bet the Steelers, and I had to sweat that game because of two insane tipped passes that Jamar Chase caught and ran for like 40 yards both times. Pittsburgh should have won that game. Also, like, Jacksonville might beat Cincinnati by like 30 points on Monday night. We'll talk about that game coming up tomorrow. But this is the Steelers-Cardinals conversation. Steelers-Cardinals conversation. Cardinals get blown out yesterday by the Rams. Um, And now we have a situation where we have an identical market to what we saw a couple weeks ago where the Cardinals were five and a half on the road in Houston. Now the Cardinals are five and a half on the road in Pittsburgh. That is presented without comment for now. Can Pittsburgh Mm. laying five and a half in this game against Arizona? The total here is 40. Pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Steelers and cards. I'm really, uh, I'm curious to see where this market goes, to be honest. Like, uh, it's, we, I talked about why I don't like to tease games where we don't have a lot of info on the quarterbacks, because I don't feel like the point spread's a good guess. I don't know what way it's wrong, but it feels like it could be wrong both ways, a lot of points. Usually it's the bad way, but it doesn't have to be the bad way. And with the Steelers, I almost feel like, like they're a little bit of an unknown right now, because when I, when I first saw this game, I, my first thought was actually like, do I need to really like the over in this game? Like, does that need to be a thing that happens? Arizona plays dead over games against basically everyone. They at least try to. Their defense is terrible. They have a quarterback who, when he's trailing, is phenomenal. A lot of, like, kind of backyard football generate explosive plays. Everybody's seen Kyle Murray play. I don't need to say that. But the idea is, like, is 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 the market going to catch up slowly on what we can call new Pittsburgh? Do, for, for I guess, first question, do we think there is a new Pittsburgh? Do we think this is a, a lasting thing that's going to be different? Or, hey, they're playing the Bengals. The Bengals' defense isn't very good. They didn't score very much in the game, to be fair, but, like, move the ball down the field a little bit more, the total yard stat that you mentioned. Is it a new thing? Because if it's a new thing, I think this total's a little low. I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen the weather report for the game. It's early in the week, but like that would be my first thought. Like I don't think you can have a total of, of like that starts with a three or a 40 uh, if the Steelers are going to be an offense that's like in modern times against a defense as bad as Arizona. Um, but I don't, again, there's that unknown there. It's only been one week. Is this like, was this a one week thing and the Bengals defense isn't great and hit a couple pop plays to Firemuth and like that's what it was? Or... Is this something we're going to see week to week with the Steelers? And three weeks from now, Steelers totals aren't going to be the same thing that they've been for 60 games and under Mike Tomlin for a lot of the time, too. So I think that's interesting. My, my first thought, actually, my eyes went to the total of just like, I wonder how we're going to rate Pittsburgh. How would I rate Pittsburgh going forward? A lot of mystery there. The point spread's just tough because of Arizona and who got absolutely trucked yesterday. I mean, really badly. And again, if this is old Pittsburgh, you would never in a billion years lay this many points with that team, ever. Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator. They cannot win a game by margin, or if they do, it's an accident. Is this a new Pittsburgh? Because a new Pittsburgh can blow out teams like this, and a new Pittsburgh can run up a bunch of yards and win a game by margin. Is it actually like a lasting thing? I actually think the side and the total are impacted by that. I think like the safer bet is the over, to be honest. But uh, but the, the side and the total are both very interesting. Basically, just like how much stock do you put in what you saw yesterday? I uh I I think I don't know if the Steelers are going to rack up that many yards every week or like look that impressive. I know they only scored 16 points in the game. Like they played really well on offense yesterday. I 
I think they're probably closer to being like a new version than they are just like a one game blip is my guess. 2.0? This game was so bad. 2.0? V2.0? Maybe. Um, I still think the number might be a little big. So I don't know what I want to do with this point. So Kyler is a dog. Always going to be appealing. I know. I know. It. I know. Yesterday was a disaster. But like a big dog in, in the game with him as the quarterback, your my immediate first thought's always going to be like, eh, he can keep the game close. Like I just intuitively, that's how I feel about his games. Usually, I don't blame you for thinking that. I thought your analysis of the total was spot on. I I don't know how. I guess people could disagree. I I think you're way right on the well, total yesterday game score. going over. Yeah. You know, well, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think you're way right on that. But that was, um, that's Jake Browning. I mean, that's just, it's just not even, like, that's a Jake Browning and teams that know each other so well, it's ridiculous. And I know it's Jake, but I'd be like, well, they don't know Jake Browning so well. Like, it's the same staffs. Like, they play all the time. It's just like, it's just different, I think. Maybe that, maybe you're getting a break on the total because of what happened yesterday, honestly. And maybe it is New Pittsburgh and the total needs to be 43 or something like that. Ah. And last night, the point spread was six. And I was like, oh, well, this is why I should maybe I should just start betting on Sunday night again. I should, like, I want to take six with Arizona. I, I don't know what I want to do now, but I like your thought on the over. It feels like it's a little too big of a price to lay with Pittsburgh, but I, I'm not rushing to click five and a half with Arizona at least at this point in the week. I'll, uh, it yeah. could be. Um, I will just add, just as a, on a personal note, that I am actually, when I think back in my relationship with my now wife, there has really only been one moment. Where I have flipped at, like actually, like flipped out and like lost my mind watching a game that I bet on, and it was when these two teams, the last time these two teams played in Arizona, first year of the show in 2019, the Steelers were favored by three with Duck Hodges starting on the road at Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Quack, quack. I took the points. I took the points with Arizona. Cliff Kingsbury and the car and absolutely melted down and the Steelers ended up winning and covering the spread with Duck Hodges. And I remember like, this was like, we had been dating for like six months at that point, like seven, eight months, whatever. We started dating in February 19. This was like maybe like October or November 19. And I was literally saying to her before the play started, this is the player they're going to throw it to and watch. Like, Arizona's not going to cover him. I think it was Juju. And then it would happen, and I would be, like, yelling, see, I was right. What? And she was just, like, looking at me like I was insane. I can't believe our relationship lasted past that. That's amazing. That's like, that was early yes. on, too. She had yes. plenty, of, plenty of reason to just walk at that point. Yeah. That was. Oh, yeah, you I, called it. Anyway, I, right. That, that was the most... That was the only time I think in our entire where I've melted down like that in front of her. I really Remember don't know anymore. I do, I do. They were it was Duck Duck Hodges laying three and he covered. And that was pretty frustrating. Would that have been Canada's like first season as defensive coordinator or offensive was coordinator? He, was he really? He was there for that long. They said fifty eight so, right? games. That was the that Is was that the streak for. Uh, maybe it was fifty eight games, but he was only there for part of it. Maybe he was only there for like he... the games he. I feel Maybe like Randy Peter was the offensive coordinator at that point. Yeah, the COVID year, I don't think Canada was the offensive coordinator. Uh, he was only, yeah, three years, 21. Three years. 21 he started. So this was still Randy Feekner for sure. Just like all these names, no, no. just like PTSD. Feekner. Right. Feekner. Uh, on the other side, <laughs> speaking of terrible coaches, we'll talk about the fired Frank Reich and the Panthers going on to take Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers in Tampa. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.